Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the Redeemed and Restored podcast. We're all be coming to you every Friday so that together we can intentionally discover the faithfulness of God, which is my absolute favorite thing to do. Every week, I'll bring you encouragement to see God working all things together for good. From scriptures to devotional excerpts to song lyrics to personal examples from my journey through redemption and restoration. Joining this community on a regular basis, where it's okay to be real and throw off our masks of perfection, will not only encourage you, but will motivate and stir your hearts and just possibly leave you forever changed. In times like this, we all need to be encouraged as we face the challenges, difficulties, and losses of this life. So I look forward to growing right along with you in authenticity and transparency as we endeavor to find the faithfulness of God in our everyday lives. So take a moment to write a review on Apple so even more people are able to find the encouragement you're about to hear. Each episode is broadcast on my YouTube channel before it's converted and brought to you in this audio format. If you'd like to get in on the fun and giveaways at my YouTube home, join me over there at Athena Dean Holtz for even more encouragement. So, hey, let's get started. Well, hey, everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the Redeemed and Restored podcast, where we connect every Friday so that together we can intentionally discover the faithfulness of God. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Tina Yeager, author, speaker, life coach, and therapist. I got a chance to sit down with her at the Florida Christian Writers Conference and hear how God redeemed her overwhelming feelings of not being accepted, worthy, or valued, which led to a serious eating disorder. What a powerful story of restoration God continues to use as she ministers to others. I filmed it outside the meeting center, so just in case you hear some background noise, you will understand. So take a moment to write a review on Apple so even more folks can hear the podcast and be encouraged, or you might even know someone who needs to hear the message, so please share the link with others. You may even wanna visit my YouTube channel to see the video version of the podcast and connect with the conversations happening over there. Just type into your browser, redeemedandrestored.tv, and you'll find the video broadcast there. So, hey, let's get started. Well, hey, everyone, welcome to Redeemed and Restored. This week, I want to introduce you to Tina Yeager. She has an amazing story, so we are going to just jump right in and hear more about it. So, Tina, we all have areas in our lives where God has redeemed and he's restored. So I'm sure you've probably got more than one that you could share with us today. But just share with us the story you feel on your heart that would be an encouragement to those who are listening today. Well, I think like many women, I have felt unlovable mm. as a woman. I think we have so many challenges, but one of them is that idea that we're just not enough. We're never going to be likable enough. We're never going to be accepted. 
no one's ever really gonna be able to treasure who I am because I'm just not worth it. I just mm. don't have any worth or value. And as a middle school student, that translated into an eating disordered behavior cycle that I continued in for eight years plus. And that was pretty, it wasn't to the point of hospitalization, but it got almost to that point. Um, and that continued on all the way through high school and into college until I was pregnant with my first child. So the body image issue that created you to like, I have to be skinny for someone to love me or for people to accept me. Was that kind of the thought pattern that went on or? Partly, I think more it was a sense of if only I was thinner, maybe people would allow me to be in their presence and let me be around them and tolerate me. It wasn't so much that I thought it was only about body image. It was that at my core, I felt like I didn't have anything real to offer. Mm. I wasn't lovable as a person and all the other people were wonderful. All the other people were lovable. Everyone else had value, but I thought I just didn't have anything. At least if I can be thinner, I don't take up space. I, I am acceptable in my size. Then if I could just get thinner and thinner and thinner and almost disappear, then maybe people will let me be there and just kind of be around them at least, even if I'm not loved, even if I'm not fully embraced as a person and cherished and valued by others, at least I can just sort of be in their presence and at least enjoy that tiny fraction of what is truly acceptance. Wow. So would you take it back to your family of origin that gave you that like communicated in some way to you that you were not worthy? <laughs> well, I know that a lot of people have experienced abuse and that's what triggers an eating disorder. In fact, I actually had really good parents. And wow. the issue was more that I was a very different sort of nerdy kind of child. So other kids, I couldn't relate to them and they couldn't relate to me. So I really felt isolated in my peer group all the time. So that translated to me thinking, I just wasn't likable, I wasn't lovable. And, and then I thought, well, if I could just be thin, then maybe that would be enough to be able to sort of almost fit in. And I do remember one day at the very beginning of this eating disorder where the Lord came to me in a very supernatural, unusual way when I was out for a walk, I had not eaten enough and I went out in the great extreme heat. It was in Illinois visiting my grandmother's farm and I walked down that road and I just couldn't see anymore. I blacked out. And I'm walking on the side of a highway and that's not real safe. <laughs> so I'm walking down this highway and his semi trucks will come speeding down this highway every once in a while. And I'm on the edge of the highway and I can't see where I'm going. But at the end of the highway, there's a lane that it turns into and I still can't really see as I'm going over a little bridge over a creek, which also not real safe when you can't see. And, and I end up at the side of the creek and I collapse in the grass and the Lord gives me a song in my heart. And it's a song I'd never heard before. And I'm not a singer. I cannot carry a tune in a bucket. I sing very quietly at church so that nobody else can have to suffer through the sound of my voice. But God gave me this beautiful song that rhymed and it was wonderful and it was angelic. And I'd never heard it before and I couldn't remember it after. But as soon as I sang this song, I got up and ran uphill the, the mile back to my grandmother's house. So I had no energy to even see. And then I ran uphill. So the Lord 
showed me that he treasured me enough mm. to get me past what I could physically be or do and that he accepted me. It wasn't until many years later on the other side of that eating disorder that I really truly understood that God is my song, my value, my worth, the wind under my wings to lift me up into places that human acceptance could never do. And so I did continue to struggle with that eating disorder for a long time. And the one symptom of anorexia I did not have, because I got to the point where I was trying to eat less than 800 calories a day and over-exercising, walking at least a mile, going to the gym, doing 150 sit-ups a day oh to try to get thinner and thinner and thinner right. and, and all kinds of other really just self-destructive things to try to just disappear, basically, in that sorrow of not feeling worth it. And at the end of that, the one... The one symptom I didn't have was that my reproductive system didn't shut down and I got pregnant. And then my son that was growing within me was more important to me mm. than my need to be accepted by people. And that was the thing that saved me from getting to the point of being hospitalized and having that full blown. So God used that child to redeem and begin that restoration process yes. that you really needed you wouldn't have been able to carry him to full term i no. i would think if i had continued to starve myself that would not have worked it would have been very damaging for the health of the baby but that was more important to me to mm. care for that life and and so after that as i continued to heal i experienced that fullness of redemption you know there's always that point where God shows you something and it's a moment, but it's not the only moment, right? It's a process that continues after that. And later after I had experienced that redemption of esteem, that redemption of, of God acceptance being much bigger and greater and more infinitely valuable than human acceptance. Then I became a therapist and I realized that everybody that came into my office, every woman had an issue with not feeling lovable, with having that self-esteem issue that couldn't be met by our roles, our performance, our beauty, our thinness, or any of these other things that we would base our worth on. We all have that need for God acceptance and the value that only identity in Christ can give us. So it, so as you're pregnant, you, that was the start. How long was that restoration journey? Because, you know, some people just think God's yeah. going to just boom and it's going to be gone and that's not how it happens no and i i think that's a problem that sometimes people feel like they've failed and the mm. enemy comes against us and says shames us and attacks us with that that just because he's able to get through to our thoughts ongoing like many even now sometimes i still have issues with do i have value am i failing god because the enemy still attacks me in the same ways. Yep. But now it doesn't last as long. It doesn't get me as low. It doesn't keep me there as long. So it's an ongoing process of staying connected and steeped in the Holy Spirit and remembering to keep people around me mm. to keep one another built up. Because as I'm right. building up other people, the enemy wants to steal that and make so that I can't do that. So he's going to try to take me out as well. Mm. Well, yeah, it's so important for us to begin to see and understand how the enemy lies to us mm -hmm. because if we're not if our eyes aren't open to that we keep getting duped yes. and to be able to see that and respond help in a healthy way yeah. rather than getting sucked in and 
letting those lies go around and around in our heads, which is so easy to do when we're struggling. Exactly. And he knows that. Exactly. So share with us then a scripture that's meant a lot to you in the restoration process that might speak to someone that's watching today or listening today that needs some encouragement. I think the whole of Psalm 139, which I'm not going to attempt to quote the entire Psalm, but that is all about how we are in part of the Psalm. It says fearfully and wonderfully made and how God intimately touches every part of who we are. He sees us in our thoughts. He knows us in our comings and goings. When we're lying down, there's no place where he isn't with us in every moment. And I love the grace and the tender mercy and love that's in that psalm. And one thing that I love about that is it, is it also says, search me and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And, and that's repeated throughout several psalms, not just in that one. Right. But knowing what our thoughts are and remembering to keep our thoughts centered on who God is, not so much on who we are. Even though God can totally govern that love of who we are when we're, we're imperfect and flawed and as He's redeeming us, He still can manage our thoughts with us and He's given Psalm 139. Read the whole thing out loud over yourself in first person. Thank you so much for being with us today. It has been an absolute delight. If people want to find you on social media or wherever, what's the best place to find you? My website is the basic place to find me, and that's just Tina Yeager, Y-E-A-G-E-R.com. Thank you so much, my friend. Bye for now. So thanks for joining us today on the Redeemed and Restored podcast, brought to you by Athena Dean Holtz and the Romans 828 Bookstore, a division of Redemption Press. I'd love to have you review and share this podcast with friends, family, and others who can use the encouragement. And be sure to check out my YouTube channel at Athena Dean Holtz for more tips and tools to help you find the faithfulness of God. So thanks for joining us today. See you next week for another episode of Redeemed and Restored.